0: The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out They'll eat your guts and spit them out And when your bones begin to rot The worms remain, but you do not So don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by For someday you'll be next in line And when death brings his cold despair Ask yourself, will anyone
1: care? Macabre may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Who's starting?
1: I I can start. <laughs> you want to give your little yeah and give your voice a break. Um, hey, it's, it's okay. probably gonna be more casual, I would say. I'm okay uh, with that. This hometown macabre episode. And yeah, our intro was 20 minutes, so we might have to- Oh,
0: damn. We'll snipper chop out. Chop
1: that down. <laughs> and another thing about today is it's a spooky day. It's a spooky recording yeah. day if you think about it, because this Macabre episode, Hometown Macabre, will be the first kind of spookier episode we've done, I think. I think so. Although your Whitewater Witches, that one was pretty spooky. Yes. Yes. So that so this but this one's interesting because it's about spooky places.
0: I know. I'm very excited. I specifically and, didn't look into this because I want you to surprise y- me.
1: Yeah. And it might not be super long, the story. So that's why we're both we're both taking a location. We're both talking about a, a different location. Mm-hmm. Um and then later today we are recording with an exorcist. We're interviewing an exorcist for our October, one of our October episodes. So it's going to be a spooky day.
0: Mm -hmm. And yeah,
1: I've been freaked out all day. Just so you know, I've had like weird. Are you serious? um, My my keyboard and my mouse are not working. Um, (gasps) I have tried every combination of things to try to get it to work. So I'm using my tracker on my laptop. Uh, so you may hear me clicking. Hopefully, not too terribly bad when I'm going through the um, notes, because normally I can just kind of scroll and you don't hear that. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I have to use my tracker because I can't get it to work. Um, oh my gosh! So yeah, that's my technical issue. And I'm so sorry. It's okay, but you know what's happened today, and that's the way it uh-huh. goes. Anytime you're dealing with
0: exorcism stuff, shit goes crazy. I know. And it's weird that you said that because earlier today I had something happen here too, uh, which sense. I thought was really weird because that thing never moves. Um, I was in our bedroom putting clothes away and we have a sign on top of the mirror on our dresser. And the sign just went boop, end over end, knocked off the top of the
1: crates.
0: Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah, because
1: I'm talking about curse, for. a cursed place, and I don't mm-hmm. know the story behind what you're talking about, but then the exorcist is like, okay, well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's going to be one of those days, I guess.
0: Negative energy is not allowed. No. <laughs> no, only positive vibes here. <laughs> I said that in a way that would hopefully really deter anybody. I'm annoying enough. Do you really want to stick around? Do you really? <laughs> No, you don't. You're not allowed. Be gone. Be freaking gone.
1: <laughs> well, I think we should probably just get right into it. Um, Let's do this.
0: Sorry, people, for listening. <laughs> You're just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about
1: macabre places, Heck cursed yeah. places, weird shit happening at different places. And... Um, on today's hometown macabre episode, I've got a legendary story about a very macabre, spooky, and haunted location. And if you don't follow the paranormal circles, or if you happen to live outside of the U.S., you've probably never even heard of it. It's called The Curse of Dudley Town, Connecticut. Mm. Yeah. And if you are in the paranormal circle and follow, like, the Ghost Hunter shows, um, different demonologists, you probably recognize the names Ed and Lorraine Warren. And it just so happens that when they went to Dudleytown to investigate, I guess some crazy shit happened there. And they basically walked away and said, yep, yep, that's legit. It's definitely okay. haunted. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know, make make of what you will. I think people have different opinions on their investigations, but it's not just them. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have had experiences there. So you have to look at everything collectively and and, uh, uh, make a decision. But this particular story was actually a friend of mine lives in Connecticut, and she had recommended the story to me. Her name is Kim. She said I could use her name. So thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. And she had told me this story about Dudley Town years ago when I had gone to visit and we were kind of like driving around investigating, not investigating, but just like road tripping to weird places. And the story came up. I didn't go there, but she was telling me that about this particular story. And then as crazy as this sounds, fast forward to not that long ago, Blair had actually sent me an article because we were, you know, we share articles sometimes about things mm-hmm. we think we might want to cover and like we take turns. And so I went to read the article and the second story in the article was on Dudley Town. And as I was reading it, I was like, you know, how when you like read things, you're like, why does it sound so familiar? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I kept reading and then I was like, Oh shit, I know why this sounds familiar. I think I know why. And so I messaged my friend Kim on Facebook and was like, What is the name of that town you guys went to? And of course she's like, Yeah, it's Dudley Town. And then of course I'm like, Blair, holy shit, it's the same place. (laughs) And so I'm going to actually be sharing um, that story a little bit later in the episode, but we'll we'll get into why the town is cursed and some of the things that were happening there. But yeah, weird synchronicities with this show. Seems to happen yeah, a lot.
0: It does. It's very, very weird. I mean, it's bound to happen every once in a while, but this is a lot. It happens a lot on the show.
1: It happens a lot, but I, I just yeah. take that as a sign as we're doing the right thing or we're on the right Right? track but so shout out to my Connecticut friends Kim and Nate who were just doing a little trespassing I mean hiking (laughs) at the time back in (laughs) 1995 and I'm gonna share some of the creepy things that happened there and I'll tell their specific story at the very end I'm excited so let's get into it let's get into it Dudley Town has been called Connecticut's favorite ghost town. Some have even called it the Village of the Damned, which that's not for me. I don't Mm -hmm. think I would ever need to go there. Um, (laughs) But for those who have been there, the mystery and the strange things they've experienced leaves a lasting impression that is more sinister than your typical haunting. In fact, you know, it is known as being a cursed town. But other people say it's a complete farce, but Mm -hmm. I have to believe the people that I know and I trust when they say something happened and that they had an experience there and they're not the kind of people who would just willy nilly make shit up. So, Mm -hmm. um, their experience was enough to make them never want to go back. Dang. Dang. So let's get into a little bit of the history. This town is on a small abandoned plot that sits southwest of Cornwall Village in a valley known as the Dark Entry Forest. And that Mm. in itself sounds interesting, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So basically, this little tiny town sits down in a valley and there are these three large hills.
0: Mm -hmm. Some people
1: call them mountains, but um, when the conditions are right in this area, Dudley Town is basically dark at noon because of the way it's positioned and, you know, the hills kind of block out the sun, which that in itself is pretty fucking creepy that it can just be dark in the middle of the day. And, of course, because of the stories that people have told, it's a favorite for ghost hunters and People who are just curious and looking for like a cheap thrill, but it is not for the faint of heart. Mic um, drop. <laughs> Dudley Town wasn't really a town in the traditional sense. It was more like a very, very small village. It was settled back in 1738 by a farmer named Thomas Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Several other families also moved into the area. And many other people were native to the land and living in the area before those people came in and took over. And some of the reports say that the site was actually a burial ground for (laughs) the natives Mm -hmm. who had lived there before. So, Blair, this is interesting because some of the stuff I'm going to be talking about, you have had similar
0: experiences. Oh, Oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna get chills. Yeah. I, I'm very intrigued. I need. I've been trying to look into that kind of stuff for a very long time and compare to see where else this kind of stuff has been happening. So, so
1: yeah, and I really think that it probably has to do with the burial mounds. That's oh, kind yeah. of where my my thinking is. But um, yeah. So the Dudleys arrived in the town in 1747 and it was eventually named after that family moved there and settled they were really industrious so they um you know kind of helped to build up the town but with them they allegedly brought a curse one that followed them from england oh yeah and you're gonna be like what when i tell you why (laughs) The Dudley family had relocated to the United States shortly after Edmund Dudley was beheaded by King Henry VIII in the year 1510. Oh. Edmund Edmund was executed by your favorite king because um, Henry VIII found out that he was plotting against him. And if you know Henry VIII like we know Henry VIII, then this will come as no surprise king henry gets his way and it was off with edmund's head
0: oh no yeah anything that gets even remotely close to henry in general is probably a wee bit cursed yeah yeah oh my gosh what are the 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 odd circle connections yeah holy crap i know it just gets weirder and weirder every
1: episode right um so yeah this curse supposedly originated with edmund dudley and his descendants were supposedly cursed by death and unfortunate events that would follow them from generation to generation. Some people mm. say that Edmund's son later plotted to overthrow Edward the Sixth by marrying his son, Lord Guilford Dudley, to Lady
0: Jane Gray. Oh yep. We know that name. Okay, yep. but would you not freaking learn a lesson? Would you I not know. learn? Like Oh, his head got chopped off, but you know, maybe I have a chance. Yeah. Oh, no way. No thank you. Yep.
1: <laughs> so uh as you mentioned, the plot failed, and both mm-hmm. Lady Jane Grey and Lord Guilford Dudley were decapitated.
0: Ugh. Yeah. So
1: the Dudley family had a history of getting beheaded, and you know, King Henry was beheading everybody back in those days. So <laughs> yep anyone basically who was near him stood a good chance of being on the chopping block. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think that this episode comes out it comes out oh this will be out after Henry. Oh sweet. The 8th.
0: We planned that perfectly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yikes. Yeah because the the statistic on that was if I recall, the, over, like, 72,000 beheadings in his reign alone.
1: Yeah, like, when, I, when you told me that, I'm like, I don't know that I've ever been in contact with that many people in my entire yeah. life, like, collectively, maybe, right? I don't know. Right? <laughs> it seems like a lot. Like, how I many know. is that, if you divided it o- up over the reign of his, you know, his time right. as king? Like, how many people
0: are we talking a year? I know, a well... Lot. And it blows my mind because that many people there, there are more people that he beheaded in his reign than there are people that live in my fucking town. (laughs) That's a crazy thought. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh,
1: man. And And, and, So bad. It's so Uh, bad. Um, the curse of the Dudleys continued when Guilford's brother, a military officer, returned to England from France and brought back with him the plague.
0: Oh. He ended up
1: giving the plague to a bunch of soldiers, and then it oh. spread from there through the entire country, killing thousands of people.
0: Ew! Ew! No! No.
1: So it's not looking good for this family.
0: No. Oh, guys, why? But
1: who cursed them?
0: That's what I want to know. Yeah. It doesn't say. I know. Something's up. Like, did it all happen? With King Henry the With King... Yeah. Like, is that what really sparked it? Yeah. Because there's clearly there was... something going on here.
1: <laughs> like, if someone cursed them before? I don't know. It's, right. Yeah, it seems like it started with the beheadings, but, like, there has to be someone that's like, I curse you, Right. Right? At that point, uh yeah. <laughs> Maybe Henry had a witch or something. Maybe he had like a someone secretly cursing people. Um You
0: know, I would not put it past him.
1: Yeah, he was kind of crazy.
0: He was. Although he was kind of cursed in a way too with his genetics he, he because he's like was. give me a son, and it's like, oh you got a bunch of daughters, and then you did get a son, and then oh sorry, he got sick too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Karma. Could karma. be karma. Mm, yes. Now, some people will argue that the Dudley Town curse wasn't to blame for all the strange things that happened in the town because the descendant who settled there wasn't a direct descendant of Edmund Dudley. So make of that mm. what you will.
0: And again, it's just
1: enough connected, just <laughs> distantly connected. But yeah. this other strange things that happen, um, while it was still populated, include things like a random death by lightning strike, children oh. go missing in the forest or went missing in the forest never to return, Ooh. one man's wife went completely insane while he was away on a weekend trip and ended up committing suicide, what? houses randomly burned down, and all kinds of just weird shit happened in the what town. the heck? And then I th- I'm pretty sure that it was abandoned around 1920, and it wasn't until the 1940s that the first reports of paranormal activity came to light. So, Interesting. For whatever reason- and it may just be that nobody was, you know, like it was abandoned, so. Mm-hmm. People just I'm
0: surprised people just stuck around for 200 some years, though, with all that crap going on. I would have moved. Yeah,
1: yeah. And there wasn't a lot going on. I think that it was um partly abandoned because whatever industry was happening when it was first settled, like, that kind of died off. And so mm-hmm. they're just, you know, like I said, it's not really like a town. It's more like a village. There wasn't really anything to support mm-hmm. their, you know, economy and infrastructure and all of that. But yeah, for whatever reason, when people maybe they just wanted to see the ruins of the town, because um, mm-hmm. you still can see there are stone ruins and remnants of abandoned houses. And that wow. I think is what drew people in just because, yeah. you know, it's kind of cool. It's this weird location, it's in the forest, right? And Historical. Then, yeah. And then that's when things really started to get creepy.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, some of the things that people reported, you will probably be able to relate to, Blair. Um, oh, no. <laughs> the some of the first visitors on the site reported seeing wispy smoke-like apparitions in the forest. Oh, shadow figures are also another common report. Visitors hmm. have also um, documented all kinds of paranormal activity, like getting that feeling of. Having an overwhelming sense of dread, feeling like you are being watched and Mm -hmm. physically being touched, scratched, and even pushed by some unseen force. And then, to top that all off, strange lights and strange creatures. Oh, what kind of creatures? I don't know. It did not give a description but i remember your story and that's Mm -hmm. what it made me imagine that they were probably seeing something
0: like that that is so friggin creepy but i am not surprised because of the what we know about the place with burial grounds um there's always this odd thing about being in a valley um
1: and the mountains have something to do with yes. it too. It's almost like yeah. it's a, creates almost like this conductor for right. paranormal, I don't know if you want to call it a portal or a, just a
0: hot spot frequency. of some, yeah. yeah, it's
1: just different there. And this also reminded me of what little I do know about that Romanian forest, Hoyabashu. Basu. I was thinking that too.
0: We really because need to cover that at some point.
1: We definitely are going to, or you are going to, and I'm going to enjoy <laughs> listening to you tell that, but, <laughs> but I can talk about it um, with you when you do. Um, but the, I guess back to the personal story, the Hometown Macabre listener submission. Yeah. So my friend Kim said that they were hiking in Dudley Town, and this was back in 1995, before mm-hmm. the area was closed off to the public. So people could still get in. Now it's like guarded. By this dark. Entry forest association. And they take really? that shit. Really serious. Like you could basically get shot. What? Um, so like it's completely closed off now. Like it's it would be dangerous. For someone to go there without permission. You have to get very specific permission. to To come on the site. Which the name of that is creepy. Yeah. It's called the Dark Forest
0: Entry, which, you know, that, we probably know why. Right. But at the same time, not only is the name freaky, but the fact that they're going to go to that kind of measure is yeah, it's like, even creepier. What are, they, what are they really doing? Doing. There? Exactly. What are they actually hiding? You don't just do that to just do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something's going on there. That's yeah. freaking creepy.
1: Now this lines up with Hoyabashu as well. Uh my mm-hmm. friend said that when they were in the forest, there was no sound. What? She said she didn't see she didn't see a bird, a squirrel, like no animals, no sound, completely silent. Oh uh... and not only. <laughs> Not only that, but people who have brought animals onto the property will not step foot into the forest.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Very interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah. That is a big sign of something nasty.
1: <laughs> yeah, trust the animals. Yep,
0: exactly. If your animal does not want to go in, yeah, you probably shouldn't either.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna uh-huh. I'm gonna do what the dog. You know, what the yep. the dog has given me energy-wise. <laughs> yep. I trust that. We're and going. Plus, I also, I also think that dogs can see shit we can't see. I'm just a mm. believer in that. And mm-hmm. cats and, you know, animals in general have uh, probably different uh, visual capacity in that way.
0: Yeah, but I totally yeah, agree.
1: The strangest thing that my friends said happened while they were there when they were hiking is they were going through this one area of the forest. And they were surrounded by this really tall grass because obviously it's not being like maintenance or anything. Right. And they were walking and all of a sudden she said the grass, imagine it being like three feet tall, Mm -hmm. parted in front of them and something invisible was moving through the tall grass heading in their direction. What? And they got the fuck
0: out. Uh, Oh, yep. Good on them. I would have too.
1: (laughs) And then that was pretty much like, no, we we don't need to go back there. Or at least I don't think she went back. I'm not sure if her husband did at one point, but she was like, no, no, I'm good. How far in front of them? It was close. I'm pretty sure it was close.
0: Okay. Could they, was there like any noise involved? Like, could they hear like. Oh, even, like, crunching a grass or anything? No, and I was like, did you see oh.
1: anything? Like, could it have been an animal? Could it have been? she's like, no, literally the grass parted and, like, m- m- like, something invisible was, like, moving through it.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And then one of their friends took a rock from the place and <gasps> brought it home. And when they brought it home, their animals, like, growled at the rock and hissed and would, like, run away from the rock.
0: What? Oh. Yeah. If that ain't a
1: curse, I don't know what is. And then someone else had taken a rock and um, their car, like, got broken into that same night, which, again, that's bad juju. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a yeah. that's a like one of my mottos. Do not take rocks from hallowed grounds or hallowed yeah. grounds, however you want to say it. People, you know, same thing with Gettysburg. People steal mm-hmm. rocks from the battlefield, and they've ended up sending them back with an apology note, mm-hmm. um, because that you know the one podcast that I did with that tour guide at the Gettysburg, yeah, National Cemetery, and all that. He said he literally had a pile of notes of people apologizing because when they take stuff home with them, like curses happen, like bad things happen. So, you know, don't take rocks. I mean, you're fine if you pick them up at the beach, I think. Just don't take them from creepy places and places where a lot of death and tragedy have happened. I truly believe that. Um. There's something to the fact of rocks and like the materials they're comprised of have the ability mm-hmm. to retain information. I mean, we use um, silica for computer chips to store information. Right. So it's really not that far-fetched to think that, I mean, a magnetite also is in rocks mm-hmm. and that's used for EVP recordings. So, yeah, just don't take the rocks. Just leave the rocks.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Leave the rocks. Oh um, wow.
1: And I had asked my friend Kim when she told me the story if there were any burial mounds and she didn't think so. But then mm-hmm. when I was digging into the research it there are. Oh, And it makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I <the> know <laughs> you, you have firsthand experience with strange and unusual when it comes to burial mounds. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like something in this area that's acting as a conduit, whether it's an electromagnetic field or it's like some weird energy vortex. Mm -hmm. Um, But whatever it is, it's not good. And Mm -mm. I will not be visiting Dudley Town anytime soon.
0: Same. You can definitely count me out.
1: (laughs) And if you do try to sneak onto the property, there's a good chance, one, you're going to get arrested uh, Mm -hmm. and possibly shot. Yeah. So I don't recommend doing that. I'm not advocating for that. Um, I'm actually this yeah. st- take this as a warning because mm-hmm. um they take that shit seriously.
0: Yeah. Please do not. Please do not.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that is my friend Kim's hometown macabre story. And it was a creepy
0: one. Oh, Kim! I don't know how you did it. I would have probably passed out. I, I, I don't know if I would have been able to run away.
1: I let alone run away fast enough. <laughs> am, I am one of those people that freezes? I will admit it. Yeah. I'm not a runner. I mean, I can run. I am a good runner, but um, my fear kind of uh, <laughs> makes my legs turn into cement. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be too. good in that situation.
0: Me neither. i like, would be like someone would
1: probably have to pick me up and throw me over their shoulder and <laughs> or back <piggyback laughs> <Right>. or something right <laughs> oh so scary
0: yeah uh great.
1: <laughs> i just want uh, to know what it was what was the me too thing well actually i probably don't want to know what it
0: was but right I know. well think about all the all of the possibilities or theories that we could kind of um compare how certain things could kind of potentially match up with that mo, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what time of day was this? Did she say
1: it was during the day? I mean, they went to okay. go hiking, you know yeah. What I
0: mean?
1: And I think hmm. she said it was even around, probably around the middle of the day. And I had oh, asked dang. about, I had asked about the um, the light situation. She said it wasn't dark when they were there, but again, mm-hmm. the reports say the conditions have to be just right. But right. Yeah, so they had good visuals, I will yeah. say that. It wasn't like, um, you know, at night and right. where you could not see clearly. This was like in in the middle of the day. Right.
0: And the fact, I mean, it, it blows my mind about it, whatever it was being invisible, because the fact that it was pushing physical mass out of the way, but you couldn't mm-hmm. see it, that it, but no sound also. Um, that's kind of those combos really make that confusing because was it something to where maybe potentially whatever it was could normally be seen, and it just decided that it didn't want to be seen um you know, kind of thinking about my my experience and the things that have happened on the land. It it could potentially be something similar to that, and yeah, you know, um, we we can't really give theories even about what happens on that land because it's like, well, is it one type of thing, or or is it
1: a lot of things?
0: Is it a lot of things exactly? Yeah.
1: Well, in my or does it brain take on roles with the whole like parting of the grass and the movement? I'm like, what if that is? What if you're witnessing? like the portal
0: interesting like
1: almost like like a rip in in time and space and a dimension i'm gonna get real it i'm gonna go <laughs> far out on this hey one. do it um but yeah like what if you were actually seeing reality kind of shift yeah well and, and if, that if, would kind of cover it is a portal
0: yeah, yeah a lot of exactly could
1: come out right interesting And I mean, I've heard people give um, testimony about seeing portals in the forest in different places, not that one specifically, but
0: Mm -hmm.
1: other people who have experienced it. And a lot of people say there's a specific, almost like a shimmer that happens, but just the movement, I don't know. It, Mm -hmm. It seems like something was there that was not visible to the eye. Mm -hmm. But it still had the ability
0: to move, you know, right? move the grass. Exactly. Defying um, our physical senses. Mm -hmm. No noise, Mm -hmm. no visual. Um, Yeah. Now I just want to be like, (laughs) as weird as it sounds, did you smell anything?
1: (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I should have asked that question. I did ask about like auditory... Anything else like that, visual? And she said it was just total silent. There was no noise of any kind. Oh, that is always. I think it's more scary, more creepy. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Just because it's that's like
1: not normal. Exactly. You shot bugs, wind, yep.
0: little critters. You
1: know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, that is Deadly Town. Don't go there, people. Dang.
0: Yeah, don't go there. But oh my gosh, is that interesting? Ooh, I kind of want to go there, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, well, even now during the day, I can't go because. Yeah.
1: Now, <laughs> you if know. those people weren't guarding it, uh, there's a good chance I would go. But if, because, yeah. you know, that's a whole issue now, I would not want to mess no.
0: with that. No. Oh, no. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> It'll be interesting wow. to have uh, a discussion about our experiences
1: mm-hmm. after
0: all this is said and done. Um I'm very excited to go into that. Um, it's kind of it's kind of funny that we are talking about this because I was actually visiting my brother this last week, also, and he was kind of telling me a little bit more about mm. his stuff. Because I even asked him. I was talking about what we had planned for different things, and I was like, "Hey, if you have anything that you want to share." I mean, we are absolutely open. Um, And he's like, well, he's like, I think I'd have to be in the right mood. I'm like, I don't blame you.
1: (laughs) I don't blame you at all. What do we need to give you to get you in the mood?
0: Exactly. A couple of drinks? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that's how I got all of that information I found out about him. Yeah. It was he had felt a little more relaxed and.
1: So for listeners, we're basically going to make you wait until our anniversary episode. Yeah, but Then we're going to go into how the show came about, all the weird yep. connections and synchronicities. And we both have some really weird, supernatural, paranormal. I even have some maybe otherworldly experiences mm-hmm. a- along the UFO lines. Um, Not necessarily UFOs, but something some kind of creature or something but anyways yeah so yeah we'll get into all that but
0: we're just being a little tease right now sorry but you're gonna have to wait
1: (laughs) blair has some crazy stories that are very um connected to this episode today so yeah i think it was worth
0: mentioning yeah and i hope that we hear from listeners um because if they've had Similar experiences, or if they know something about some of this phenomena, I would absolutely love to hear it because there it's so hard to find uh resources to just read about some of the stuff,
1: yeah. I mean, and you know, and I don't know why people are so afraid <clears throat> to tell their stories. We don't have I to know. know your real names, no, we don't have to use your real names, no, and. Uh we're non-judgmental and we have our own weird stories that most Absolutely. people would probably think that were crazy mm-hmm. but
0: and if it makes you feel any better I I was definitely in the same boat I didn't not share my story I never even spoke about that until I was in college and this happened <laughs> way before my college years so it, it's just one of those things and I can see both sides of it for people who don't, you know, if they maybe believe in a couple of things, but not a lot, or if they don't believe at all. I completely understand that because it is very hard to wrap your brain around certain situations, phenomena, etc. If you have never experienced something off the freaking wall before.
1: Yeah. But once you you have...
0: Yeah, you're in the group, it,
1: you're in the club. Exactly,
0: exactly. And it just, it's some things, not everything, obviously, because we don't know a lot about any of this stuff, but a lot of things just kind of open up and you're like, well, you know, maybe this would make sense based on what I experienced or, you know, um, and I mean, there there's a whole debate on that as well about, you know, is this something, you know, what are what are the reasons why people are experiencing or, you know, there, there literally is no pattern. I mean, it's, it's random. um. And I mean, we're not, we're not here to be like, you must believe in things because no, you, you definitely have to make your own opinions. But a great example of this is look at for how many centuries people were talking about Krakens and giant squids and like what a decade ago. They finally saw, for the very first time, a dead one float up from the ocean. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's just one example of something that people never truly thought existed. It was more of like a myth and legend, but then boom, oops, it's real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I mean, when you have so many people that are saying similar things, and that's why it's so important for people to share their stories, because...
0: Agreed.
1: I was listening to another podcast, and one of the common reported things are disembodied hands,
0: Mm. which that sounds
1: crazy, right?
0: Yeah. But we have
1: so many listeners that have written in stories about these disembodied hands. It's fucking weird. I don't know. Oh. Yeah.
0: That gives me chills.
1: I'll have to find that episode. Uh, The podcast is called Belief Hole, and it's um, kind of a mix of paranormal and just weird like disappearances and conspiracies and but not like too far gone conspiracies. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, fits in the realm of kind of like what we're doing. But um, yeah, yeah, they're they're really cool guys and uh, they do uh, great research and they're fun to listen to. So nice. Hey, shout out to them. Mm hmm. Well, you have a story of your own to share today. I do.
0: It's very weird that we're both talking about places because there's some weird parallels here too, which is funny because I didn't look I didn't look into Dudley town at all. Um my location is also on the east coast. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So it's it called It's called Round Valley Reservoir.
1: Never heard of it.
0: I hadn't either. So I apologize for our East Coast listeners. This was probably like, how have you never heard of this before? But I, this wasn't until recently. And there's some pretty oddball stuff with this location as well. So this reservoir never used to be a reservoir. It was a man-made lake. Uh, it's it's located in Lebanon, New Jersey. and. It's, it's called the Round Valley Reservoir because there used to be a town in the valley called Round Valley. This reservoir covers 2,350 acres. That's huge. It's massive. And it's the second deepest lake in New Jersey. Oh, that's already creepy. Mm-hmm. Some of the spots in that lake actually get up to 180 feet deep.
1: Dang,
0: mm-hmm. real
1: easy to hide a hide a body in there. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a it's a really popular recreational area now in the state. Um, they promote it like nobody's business. Uh, a lot of people go there to camp, fish, hike, go boating, go swimming. You know the normal campground type areas uh, that we see throughout the U.S. But this place is a wee bit different. Uh, in A lot of cases, you'll see that there will be restrictions on some lakes that you can't go swimming in certain areas. This is absolutely the case for Round Valley Reservoir. You are not allowed to go on certain areas because there's some weird shit that happens. Now, Mm. mm -hmm. (laughs) this place is absolutely gorgeous, but unfortunately, it's surrounded by a lot of tragedy since 1971, over 26 people have gone missing.
1: 27 people?
0: Yeah. They drowned. 20 of them had been recovered. But still, there are six of them that haven't been found. Yep. And that's just
1: in the lake and not the surrounding area.
0: Just Correct. in the lake. Yep. So some blame, you know, the failure of following the safety precautions that have been put up due to, you know weird currents etc uh and some blame certain events on paranormal happenings it is often referred to as the bermuda triangle of new jersey Hmm. so it's like how have i never heard of this before yeah i say i don't know how i've (laughs) never heard of this right uh, the area is believed to be haunted now not of course not everybody believes that a lot of people think hey you know it's just kind of a dangerous area um so things happen but a lot of people believe it, it is haunted it is said that if this was a very popular hunting ground for native americans back in the day and even a recreation spot for revolutionary war soldiers back in the day hmm so there's a lot what? of history
1: is this the place that, like, there was a town and the town was flooded or something? Yes. Like, oh, Art, did yep. I get ahead of myself?
0: No, actually, you okay. read my mind because it's literally where <laughs> I was Are about to do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, that this area eventually became a town, which they called Round Valley Town. Now, something to know about this. Very similar to Dudley Town. It, it was more of like a, a village than a, a true town. It was very tiny, a very small farming community, and it did not last the test of time. In the late 1950s, it became a reservoir to provide water for the surrounding area because there was there's actually a drought at that time in New Jersey, and they needed to take some action to uh, just Make things work for everybody. It was a pretty nasty drought. I mean, all droughts are nasty, but this one was pretty, pretty bad that they were willing enough to drown a town. Um, That's this, crazy. <laughs> yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. The poor people had, you know, it was small, but I felt, so, I feel, I feel bad for these people because, you
1: people's just, homes. Yeah, exactly. And you have no choice. I'm sure it was just one of those no. things like,
0: yeah, it, you're you doing know, this. You don't
1: even you don't even get compensated you just no. get kicked out of your home
0: yeah exactly and these poor well, people were it forced itself, out
1: it, yeah. even that in itself is like enough horrible. to put a curse
0: like yeah. all that negative
1: energy is enough right? to
0: leave some bad energy in that place exactly especially since you think about it this happened in the late 50s and by the by 60 this reservoir was already taking action. It was, it was already a, a reality. So it's like, they did not have a lot of time to be mm-hmm. one, make the decision, notify everybody, and then to make it actually happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I can't imagine that like, you know, Hey, we're, we, and I mean, I understand you're trying to help out the entire state's population with this drought, But the fact that it's like, hey, it's a project and you just have to like uproot your entire life and do something different because we need to make this happen. Um, And this isn't the only place in the U.S. historically that has, you know, this has happened with. This is a lot of, a lot of times when you look into the reasoning behind a man-made lake, there's a lot of tragedy when it comes to town folk because... Mm -hmm. That's a lot of cases. People had to uproot and they're like, hey, there's still homes at the bottom of this lake. <laughs> Cause That's we had to crazy. kick people out. Yeah. Um so yeah, they they were they were forced out and they had to figure out where to go. Um in the process, 16 homes had been relocated, along with barns and other more significant buildings to the town. Um, but everything else had been demolished. Some of the foundations of buildings and other interesting artifacts and ruins were actually just kind of left there at the mercy of when they started flooding the place. Uh, and you can, there are scuba divers that go down to look at some of yeah. the remains and there's still like tree stumps and That's, stuff like that.
1: That would be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. I see why people would want to check that out. Right? Really creepy. Uh, so the small town obviously couldn't keep up. And this is the reason why this happened. Uh, they couldn't keep up with the growing populations that were surrounding them in the state. Obviously at that time, the industry was changing. Other things were growing and farming wasn't necessarily the hot topic for occupation anymore. So they kind of became obsolete. And (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you think about that now, you're like, farming is important, though, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they were so small that they're like, well, let's just move her on out. So they did. Communities, the community was already falling on hard times without the drought taking place. So what happens, obviously, we were talking about negative energy um, and other crazy things happening there is now i didn't get to really confirm this so hopefully if we have some people out there um from new jersey or the east coast in general that know a little bit more about this let us know if this is true or not um i had heard that there was a like an indian burial ground on this site (laughs) in the woods also yeah um i don't i can't confirm that to be true or not i didn't get to truly do the research on that portion. So I apologize for that. But, hmm, there's some, if it is there's true, some weird, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, they moved a lot of townspeople, obviously were putting up a fight about this, but the majority of the state voted, yep, this is going to be the spot. So, um, uh, portion, a portion of that residence just moved up the hill from where the lake would be put in. So their, t- their homes would actually be overlooking the old town.
1: The lake. that's th-
0: To be yeah, the lake. That's, yeah.
1: That's interesting, too, to look yeah. at and be like, hmm, that's where my house used to be.
0: Right. Right. It's like, are you, are you okay now? Like, is it a nice view? Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like, what is your job now? Like, are you still farming? <laughs> you know, because, um, I mean, it's it's just devastating. Obviously, homes were destroyed. Crops were lost uh livestock had to be sold because they couldn't take it with them um their whole livelihood was just gone um so as i was saying before as of 1960 the reservoir had become a reality and this is when we start getting into some of the otter things so like i was saying before 1971 was when things started becoming a little weird. Uh, and there's kind of some oddball, like unexplainable fogs, mists that come along with certain parts of the lake. Yeah, oh, here we go. Man. Here we go. <laughs> um, Some very odd things. So, There is one story that involved. I I think this might still be like the longest-standing disappearance on this location, but this happened in May of 1973. There were two guys um, that went fishing on the lake. They had a 12-foot boat. It was an aluminum boat. Okay, this this for fishermen might make sense. Maybe you have some theories about this. Um, It was found capsized. No holes in the boat or anything like it. No tears, nothing that would say that there was water in this boat. There were two life jackets found, an oar and a broken fishing rod and reel. That were discovered near the capsized boat what mm hmm no brain sign of like the two a guys.
1: sea monster right, so Ness monsters monster.
0: there, yeah <laughs> they did they just decided to throw in a complimentary sea monster when they made the yeah <laughs> made the resolution,
1: actually, yeah, <laughs>
0: here you oh, go, man. guy,
1: <laughs> what the hell,
0: yeah, yeah, uh no sign of anything. Just that's, that was what was left. Um, and then again, in March of 1977, two guys, very young guys, one was, I believe 18 and the other was 20. So very young. They were last seen paddling on a canoe along the North shore area of the reservoir. The canoe and the camping gear that they had brought along was found washed ashore four days later.
1: Hmm. No traces
0: of anything else. And then again, in March of 1989, there's a pattern here. Two I have, men. Like,
1: wa- <laughs> and is March seems to be a bad month for that.
0: Yeah. I know, and you think about it, you're like, okay, were you, how were you out? New, I mean, New Jersey still gets really cold. You know, East Coast, they get a dump of snow. Like, they put the Midwest to shame and some of the frickin' snow that they get. Yeah, they um, get it a
1: lot later in the year, for sure. Yeah,
0: so it's like, okay, March, mm, are you out there in jackets? Because I feel like it's still not quite fishing weather, but, you know, I could be wrong. Um, it's just very odd to think about, you know, okay, there's a shifting in seasons a little bit around the March time, Um, even in May when that, the longest standing disappearance happened. The shifting of weather, could mm-hmm. that, you know, have a factor in it? More turbulent water? You don't know at this point. Um, Very well, like, odd. These people could
1: swim, I would assume. You would, yeah, you would think so, and the fact Even that, without like, the life jackets, yeah, like, right. You think there, there were that any, something would have popped up? Were any of the bodies of the people you have mentioned already? Were any of them recovered? Do you know?
0: Not that I am aware of. Okay, um, and I don't. I. It's kind of hard to find some of the stuff on yeah, this lake you'd have because, to look at yeah, reports and exactly. Because I know that the state really is trying to promote this area as being like a recreation. Really, yeah. yeah. And they don't want to scare people, so a lot of times they're like, "Don't look at the, you know, the capsized boat over here. Go have fun hiking." (laughs) You know,
1: yeah. It's Um, like that same story with the missing four one one national parks. Yes, kind of weird. There's a lot of weird stuff and disappearances that happen in those and they, you know, they keep that stuff quiet
0: too. Yeah. As much as they can. Right. Oh, oh, gives you the chills. <laughs> so we're kind of seeing a pattern with what's going on. So, I mean, we can make some conclusions on our own or have theories about this, but it's still really weird. Um, the incident that happened in March of 1989, two guys, again, uh, fishing, but they failed to return. They what had is a... it with
1: the month of March? Isn't this like the know. third one in the uh, month of March?
0: The you second one. May? Yeah, May, the first one, and then these last two have been in March. Yeah. Yeah, it's messed up. It is messed up. And what's really weird is they had an aluminum boat as well they had a 13 foot aluminum boat what about lightning and, see and that's what i thought too because technically it's not too early for a minor thunderstorm it could have been well, lightning
1: and, I think, and lightning i think sometimes can happen i mean conditions have to be right but right i believe that would be but then you would think that they're bodies would have just been floating. Like if right. they were killed by electric shock, they would be
0: floating near the boat and right. someone would have found them. Exactly. So that, that
1: theory goes out the window
0: too. Right. Cause I mean, but it's a really good theory because it's like, okay, you're on an aluminum boat <laughs> on some water. Great it conductor. <laughs> broken
1: fishing rod either. Well,
0: exactly. And there were no scorch marks or anything that something had happened to like the or the life jackets you know yeah it, it's just weird and in this case though with the one that happened in 89 they did actually find some personal items for the two guys um so that's something different because usually different, it's like yeah. you don't see yeah you just Not see
1: anything
0: yeah items that belong to the boat maybe and that's it um one of the guys bodies in this case was recovered several months later but his companion that tough
1: to also do any investigative right? work if it took that long it wouldn't even be
0: exactly cuz logging can really mess with everything yeah yeah and even if the water is cold there at that point if it's not frozen you're not really that preserved you know yeah um but unfortunately, this his friend was never found um, till this day, actually. And that happened in 89. There was actually a section of a show called Unexplained that's hosted by um, William Shatner. They actually did a segment on Round Valley Reservoir. And One of the ladies that they had interviewed, she was a retired anchor woman for a local news channel, and she had told the story of any time that we would be in the office writing articles or writing our notes for the show, and we were listening to the police scanners and stuff for any tips, any time you heard anything come over the walkie about Round Valley, she's like, there is a really high percentage that those people that if they did find them, they weren't be alive. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, people knew like something, something is up in this area, but a lot of people go back and forth. What it truly is. Is it the water um, with how turbulent and dangerous it is in some sections? Is it, um, you know, portions of the lake are 180 feet deep, but not all places. So, are people getting snagged on some of the debris from the drowned town? Mm-hmm. Is there something else involved? Um, yeah, but
1: what what like if you're fishing, you don't jump. Well, in no, the water.
0: no, exactly, exactly.
1: I could I could maybe understand that if you were swimming, like if you went there to go swimming, maybe you were drinking or you're messing around, jumping off stuff, and you hit your mm-hmm. head or. But fishing, no, you're sitting and you're being still. Right. You're not rocking the boat,
0: Mm -mm. you know. Right. Yeah. Um, There was actually, and I I can read the quote for this uh, from the source I found, but there was an article published in Associated Press by Wayne Perry, um, who was kind of chronicling some of this investigative work to kind of really get to the bottom of this. Um, and this took place in 2006. Um, there were officials that went in to conduct the search for some of the um, missing bodies that had, you know, been lost through the years uh, to see if they could see what was going on in the lake. And There was a portion of the article that read that Round Valley Reservoir is a watery place where people disappear, never to be seen again. The description held true Wednesday after a a four-and-a-half-hour search of the sprawling Round Valley Reservoir failed to turn up any trace of six missing boaters and fishermen, some of whom were last seen in 1973. A team of 30 state police, FBI, and Bergen County Sheriff's officers fanned out on a boat, or I'm sorry, fanned out on foot and in boats across the 180-foot deep reservoir looking for skeletal remains, clothing, or other signs of the missing victims, all of whom are presumed drowned. On two boats, in quotations during the search, specifically trained cadaver-sniffing dogs were brought In to sniff for the telltale gases that decaying bodies emit, the next step will be to search sections of the reservoir with a spatial or I'm sorry, special underwater robotic camera. Well, I mean, end quote. But you think about bringing in dogs to that are specifically trained to smell out different smells from a cadaver, but if these Bodies have been missing so long. Is that really, you know, right? Would I, it be? Would it even work? At that yeah, point? exactly.
1: And like I don't know I, the timeline on that. I know that I saw something the other day. I was watching um, a show and they had a cadaver sniffing dog, like, um, check out a rug. Uh huh. And it picked up something on the rug. And there was no oh. no body, so I don't know like how long that stays. And you know, dogs have a very keen and yeah. very um powerful sense of smell. But mm-hmm. you'd also think the water itself would present an issue, right?
0: But, exactly. I don't know.
1: Well, uh, That's like we, kind we were strange.
0: saying, right? It, it's really it's really weird, <laughs> and I think water. I mean, there's so much weird shit that happens with water anyway, <laughs> like around mm. water or in the water. Um, it, it's just really weird. Um, and like like I was saying before, there were accounts of people that went fishing that just in the middle of the day with the being no clouds in the sky, super sunny, all of a sudden are coming into masses of fog that only you would really be seeing in the wee hours of the morning you know type of fog the thick fog i mean uh there are accounts of fishermen that said they couldn't even see 20 feet in front of the boat
1: what if they flooded it i mean this is getting off the wall
0: here but <laughs> we're off the wall
1: today it? i know i am off the wall um, same <laughs> <laughs> lack of sleep probably in some other things but what if they flooded it like for for a very different reason than what they told the public.
0: Right. That is a a viable option in my opinion. I mean,
1: it's, it's a conspiracy theory, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, I look at Dudley Town. If anything, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they have these people guarding it now. Right.
0: It just freaking weird. So weird. It's just weird. And I mean, this isn't like, missing people isn't the only thing. Um, people are... They, they've they had reports that date back from the 60s of people seeing really weird-ass lights hovering just above the water of the reservoir. Like campers. Because they already had campgrounds ready to go mm-hmm. for you to stay in in 68. Uh, when one of the first cases of this... There were multiple eyewitnesses in this particular incident where... Um, There are a few people in one section of the campground that were just, you know, hanging out and looking over the water and they were seeing these really creepy, strange lights. There was no way it could have come from like across the way. Um, Nobody's flashlight. Yeah. yeah, No external sources. Yeah. And I mean, these were people of all ages. It wasn't just, like, little kids or anything. I mean, these were um, bigger families that were camping that they all were like, yeah, we don't know. We are just really creeped out because it was really weird. Um, And so, they're really bright lights. Um, There are multiple accounts of people seeing strange lights that are hovering and bobbing in and out of the water that are green. Ooh. Yeah. Um at first, uh, there's some in some of the accounts where witnesses are like, I really don't understand what I saw. Um, at first it kind of seemed like it was a boat light. It was that close to the water. Um, cause it was closer into dusk time and after where people are like, Okay, late, late night fishermen. And they thought, okay, boat light. So didn't really pay attention to it until it didn't really go away. It wasn't moving in the way a, like a boat normal, would. Yeah, like a
1: normal pattern. Of yeah, yeah.
0: So that's when it really was drawing the attention of multiple people. Like, okay, the water doesn't seem that turbulent. This light is bobbing in and out. Like, what the hell is going on? Um, and they. <laughs> A few of the people that have witnessed this, were like, I I just ran out. I was too, I was too freaked out. Freaked out. (laughs) So they don't know if like they just disappeared, um, went underwater or I don't know, went up into the sky or darted anywhere. Like there's no, um, there's no accounts that I found where they really saw where the light went. Um, in some of the cases that I read about with the lights, they said that they did end up rising higher and higher from the water if they saw them coming from the water and then they would drift into the tree line.
1: Sounds like classic UFO to me. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. But in, in all of these cases, everyone's like, I didn't stick around to see what would find out. So I don't know if mm-hmm. like they went out or <laughs> they could have disappeared. They could have yep. disappeared too. If,
1: yeah. If it was an abduction type situation, that would explain a lot. Like right. the people on the boat missing.
0: Um Exactly. And with the fog. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's it's just a very odd. An odd situation. And I mean, you you hear stories every once in a while about how there's just some very odd things that happen in valleys in general or uh, of course strange happenings around water (laughs) Mm -hmm. and water in general um and then i guess if you add the two together and then you mix in some negative energy from you know uprooting a town of people <laughs> you know maybe that's just the right cocktail that you need for some strange shit <laughs> i don't know but, Yeah,
1: i think that's highly likely um yeah. it's just like the trifecta of just the perfect things to make that happen yeah and right. like national park same thing it's the rocks yeah. it's there's almost always water uh, mm-hmm. in, in those areas too where a lot of stuff seems to happen
0: Exactly. I, there was one resource that I found where, I don't know, like I, I kind of, again, like is this something that they're covering up or not? Because apparently at one point in one of the resources that I found, the National Guard had actually come in and to the area um, before they were like filling in the reservoir itself. Um, And the purpose that was reported was, you know, Hey, this is how we're going to be demolishing um, the homes. We're going to bring in the national guard to do so. Um, They said that they were going to be doing some tank maneuvers Hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, Okay. That's kinda weird. Yeah. And it's like, but don't you don't you have like training bases for that?
1: Yeah. I mean we're just gonna take this opportunity to use this space for training.
0: Right. And I mean I can see if they brought the National Guard in to do some demolishing, if it would have been a bigger area. But because this was basically just a tiny village, you could really bring in any city surroundings construction company and be like hey have at it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i i don't know so i find that kind of weird because then they're like yep we're doing this before we fill in and now it's covered in water eight or 180 feet deep you know i don't know i just thought that was kind of kind of odd
1: were there any
0: reports of any creatures um there was and i did not get to hear the whole story on it and i don't know if i could find one um there was an account from a hiker that i had heard which i can't really that's i didn't wasn't gonna really mention it too much but there was an incident where a hiker did see silhouettes of people
1: oh like shadow people
0: Yeah. yeah um in the in the thicker part of the woods surrounding the reservoir um they were freaked out enough to turn around and come back yeah that would do it for me mhm yeah but there wasn't the, this particular person said there wasn't any noise there wasn't you know it they just kind of saw it out of the corner of their eye and they thought it was really weird because they, they weren't anywhere near the hiking path. They were like in the thick of the woods. So yeah. he's like, yeah, I, I'm gonna turn around. I, would
1: would be, I would be scared <laughs> shitless. Yeah, same. I'm like, eh. it's it's one thing to see some random person out in the woods that is off the path or maybe shouldn't be there. That's mm-hmm. scary. But then you're talking about something you can't clearly define what it yeah. is.
0: exactly. Ugh. Ugh. give me the chills. Um, but yeah, and then it makes you wonder too, like the conditioning of the water itself, you know, it would be one thing if the water was like super, super murky, but I mean, I mean, this is a reservoir, it's fresh, you know, it's most spots, it's absolutely clear up to a certain point and of course Mm -hmm. like obviously it's going to get murkier the deeper you go down but it is still kind of odd that for having a really nice area with a good portion of clear water that you're getting this type of weird missing things Mm mm-hmm I don't know. And obviously, like, there have been reports of, like, the temperatures dropping very low, getting very cold, even in the middle of summer. Um. Yeah. I, ugh. I don't know. Very weird. people
1: still go there. Yeah, people still go there.
0: Welcome. Hike our forests and swim, only in some spots, in our lake. (laughs) Um. Oh uh, yeah. And, and it's really weird. Cause obviously they have documentation about how many people have gone missing that haven't been found that they know of. Um, obviously there's a very big possibility that there could be way more things out there that are missing that just haven't been reported. But the fact that we know just enough information to make it really creepy but what makes it even scarier is the fact that how vague everything is.
1: Yeah, that's classic, too.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Very weird.
1: Has there been anything more recent? Or was that last one, like, what, what is the most recent time frame? do you think?
0: The most recent thing that I saw was just that account from 2006 when they wrote the article about trying to get out on the water to find the people that had gone missing um i feel like there have been incidents since then but i really didn't find really good accounts yeah. so well that's uh, not surprising either so. right and i i hate sharing stuff if i don't have a good a good read on it <laughs> cuz i don't want to be like oh and then i found this and then come to find out it's like oh that was an urban legend you're like well crap well, I could have said it was an urban legend. So I mm-hmm. try if I if I don't have uh a good few things read up on the same subject of it, I, I won't I won't bring it up. But yeah. It'd be interesting Maybe. to go there. See what I happens. I would be willing go to go there, but I would
1: not go on the water. No. <laughs> I'd be I'd... more like the person camping near the water.
0: Yep, that'd be me too. And I don't
1: mind seeing the lights and all that. That's fine. Um, but I'm not trying to go missing in the lake.
0: Yep. Exactly. Sea creature or nah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Aliens can come take nah. me away.
1: Nope. Maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe. No thanks. Are they friendly? <laughs> uh I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. yeah. Is that all that you have on that yeah. one? Then?
0: Unfortunately, Maybe.
1: yes. So yeah. well, like you said, most recreational places do not want to give out that yeah. information. And it seems exactly. like if it was happening pretty frequently in like the seventies and eighties, then mm-hmm. that's when shit probably got locked down after that. Like mm-hmm. if there's been seventy some people go missing,
0: that's a right. lot. Right. And a lot, I, a lot. Exactly. And even if, even if you think about it, it's like, well, that's kind of a long span, but that's still a lot of freaking people. It's a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't know. I couldn't find a good record about how restrictive um, the recreational area. I, I, I don't know if it was like, you can traverse the whole reservoir. You know, I don't know if that's how mm-hmm. it was in the beginning. And then they're like, well, oh, shit. Look at all this stuff happening. Let's let's make it smaller. You know, I don't know. There, there's obviously a lot more restrictions now, but I don't know what it was like in the beginning. Hmm. There's not a lot of uh, yep. resource on that. But if you're from yeah, the East Coast,
1: be, that's what I was gonna say. It'd be interesting yes. if any listeners know more about it or
0: like have yes. heard of any recent.
1: Things or have gone there themselves and had experiences. How cool would that be if someone was willing to share?
0: I would love that. Maybe we we kept it um, vague on purpose because we want somebody (laughs) out there to be like, "Hey, hey, I I know know about this." Yeah, I know a guy who knows a guy who. It would be awesome to hear from people because I'd love to hear hear more about Dudley Towns. Me too. Me too.
1: And I know we have Connecticut listeners. I know we have East Coast um, listeners. East Coast listeners. So
0: we know you're there and we love you. Come at us. Come, Come at, at us. us. It's beautiful over there. I'm a wee bit jealous <laughs> of you, it but it, you know, get at us. We right. want to know what you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> this I'm is hometown to macabre, damn it. It is hometown macabre. Um, we've had a few turn in, so that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, yes. So we've got what do we got next? Uh, when this comes out, the next episode will be I is for idioms. <laughs> I, I know freaking that was love so much that fun. episode. Yes, that was a, such a fun episode. I was worried I... about it, but it oh, it was a lot of fun.
0: I know you were, and I'm like, I don't know why you were. This was freaking awesome. <laughs>
1: It was probably one of my favorite ones that I've done, to be honest, Same. I think. It was one not of my what I was favorite expecting. in general.
0: <laughs> oh, it was so funny. I can't wait for people to hear it. I I, I still lose my shit over some of the stuff that we talked about.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I love sharing these kind of things with listeners, too, because then they can go tell, tell these fun, macabre facts to other people. Yes. Which, uh, shout out to one of our listeners. Who has been sharing the stiff drink. Yes. Thank you. When he goes out to bars. (laughs) Thank you. So thank you, Jack.
0: The bar owners are probably like, stop telling people we're not getting as many sales.
1: (laughs) You're losing. You're causing me to lose sales.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Poor guy probably gets kicked out.
1: Stiff drinks on me. This one's on me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, listener, for doing that. We freaking love you. Yes.
1: Um, okay, so then, yeah, and then we've got um, J is for Jon Snow, mm-hmm. and K is for Kiss of Death. That's what's coming mm-hmm. up
0: next. Mm-hmm. I hope you're strapped in tight, listeners, because those are some pretty crazy journeys that we take you on in those episodes.
1: Yes. As always. Yes. As always. Well, people, you know where to find us now. Just... Yeah,
0: but do you want to hear the list just in case? Are you, you new? Can, you can tell the list. Okay, if you have the
1: list. You can share the list.
0: Yay! If you're new, welcome. We hope that you've stuck around, and if you have, or if you're new and you want to know some things, we have a website. Please go and visit us there. It's macabrepod.com And in this instance, since we're recording a Hometown Macabre episode, you can absolutely share your shit. We want to hear from you. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be a true crime story. It can be just weird places like what we covered today. It can be a haunting. It could be whatever you want. As long as it's macabre, it's welcome. It's fair game. It is fair game. You can record your voice and tell your story up to five minutes in a recording. If you want and need more time, you absolutely can. Record a second one, third one, whatever you need. Just let us know that that's what's going to happen so we don't get any of your story mixed up. If you don't want, if you're paranoid, we host a podcast (laughs) and I'm still paranoid for people to hear my voice. If you're too paranoid, you can send us a copy of your story at. That's so macabre at gmail.com. We also are on Instagram under the macabre pod. We have a Facebook group that's at macabre podcasts. And guess what? We have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. It's macabre podcasts. And we have four tiers for your listening pleasure. We have the looky loose, freaky friends, deadly darlings, and of course, the Macabre hotties. And all tiers will give you extra access to early releases of episodes and ad-free content and oh, just, just a wee bit more. Fun stuff. Just fun, fun stuff. Fun stuff. So Check that out. Yeah, absolutely. And above all, that's where you can find us, and obviously on your favorite listening platforms, but also don't forget to rate and review because it really is helpful. And guess what? We sound like a broken record, but we want to hear from you. Yes.
1: And fun fact, right now, um fifty percent of our listeners are using Apple podcasts. Mm-hmm. So and the rest is kind of divided up. I think Spotify is next, and then there, you know, there are some other smaller um platforms. But yeah. Apple is huge. Reviews are so important on Apple. Um, Mm -hmm. If you love us and are willing to leave us a five-star review, uh, you don't even have to leave a comment, but we'd love to hear your comments. Yeah. But you can also just hit the five stars and that will put us um, higher up on like the algorithms and so forth so that people like you can find us. And also, please feel free to share with people that you know if you think that um, we'd be a good fit.
0: Agreed. This is kind of just one big nerd party where we talk about some weird Weird. stuff. We want to hang out with you. Come hang out with us. We appreciate (laughs) you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, friends. Stay safe out there in the macabre places.
0: Yes, I agree. Have fun and be safe.
1: Bye. Bye.